Hi, this is Todd Harrington from Mekong Express, and this room sounds great. I just called random people that I'd never really played with or been in a band before, and we just started playing, and it just came, it was like, that's so weird. All of the cliches apply, and I can't believe it, you know. I've already shown you a picture on my phone, I swore I would never do that. That is unbelievable. I'm such a Star Wars nerd. Well, thank you, everyone out there in the world of podcast listening. I am your host, Reese Williams, and you are listening to This Room Sounds Great. So happy to finally meet you in person. We have corresponded for a while now. Uh, you clearly live spherically. So one thing that I like to ask people is, how do you keep yourselves busy when you're not making music? But it is clear how you keep yourself busy. Uh, I recently read an article about you in Style Weekly that talked about all the things that you started doing when the pandemic hit. And you've accomplished more in the last year than most people do, I think, in their whole career. Oh, wow, thanks. Yeah. Uh, maybe, yeah. Yes, you do. <laughs> it's very manic. Yes, you do. So so, so tell us a little bit about, you've got the band, you have these backyard sessions, the paint sesh, mm -hmm. uh, you have your own podcast as well, or, or is that the podcast? That's the like the okay. video podcast thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, please just, this is the platform to tell us everything that you do. And then we'll, we'll talk about how that rolls into the dynamic band that we're going to get to have on the show that I have been waiting to see since I have lived in Richmond. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Those guys are amazing. Um, yeah. Okay. So once the pandemic hit, I was just, I was literally on the road and got pulled off of a tour and came home sort of with that energy and just rolled it right into something called playthrough where people would send me um, videos of themselves playing a song and I, this drummer and I would play on top of that and we'd record the audio and the video at the same time. So that was really cool. Um, that was a really fun way to sort of hone skills that I didn't really have um, video editing and home recording and blah, 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 that whole rabbit hole. As the year progressed, there, you know, there was such a whole, you know, just like the whole world just changed with the social scene and everything that was going on. And I just, I was, felt very self-conscious about doing anything that just felt self-serving. I guess, you know, they just, I just didn't want to like, I don't know. I don't, I can't explain it. And it, that sounds self-righteous, but it, that's not where I was coming from with it. I just didn't want to do anything I don't know how to explain it it opened a lot of people's eyes yeah for sure you know it really was we, just the we moment. all had something in common mm -hmm. even though it wasn't great obviously it we all we, we were definitely aware of how it was affecting everybody else in the world this common thing mm -hmm. yeah it was a shift yeah for sure and so I just went even sort of more internal and just started painting again and I went through the VCU arts program um, sculpture major with a minor in, in painting and printmaking and um, I just started painting a lot more again and then I would just kind of go live randomly and just literally let people watch you know paint dry but you know I maybe I thought just somewhere it was also a sort of way to keep in touch with family and then it just sort of you know rolled into like talking to other musicians and other artists while I was doing this and then distilling even further um, into just what it became which is like a conversation while you're creating and it's really cool because it's it's not like two heads talking it's kind of like my back is turned to them when I, and I'm in the process of creating and they're kind of watching that but at the same time they're like they're reading the comments so it's very open and loose and it's there's no tension or there's no you know I don't know 
self-preservation involved because you're just vomiting essentially <laughs> words and thoughts randomly. It's one of the funnest dynamics and experiences to me to do things independently together. Mm -hmm. uh, it's funny. Our last, our last guest was just talking about what a great feeling it is when you can be next to someone and not speak for 20 minutes. Yeah. And so it's incredible. Or be creating like, next or to each creating. other. That's, yeah. that's a great feeling. Mm -hmm. You know, that really is. That's one of my favorite things to be doing is create next to someone, even if it's completely independent work. I love that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. These share workspaces are kind of perfect for that. But yeah. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, right. so you set up uh, easels plein air. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the paint such thing is really, um, it was a really organic experience. It's still going on once um, sort of things chill out in my life. But why are they not chill? Let's tell. Uh, yeah. Well, no, we just had a baby. <laughs> and <laughs> thank you very much. Cutest little baby in all the land. Oh, thanks. She's amazing. But uh, it's just, it's sort of impossible right now until things, you know, the dust settles, literally. Everyone understands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I could try. It would just be a nightmare. Um, maybe I could just interview her. Put a brush in her hand, I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, I know, yeah. Especially with that one, huh? <laughs> yeah. But um, that, that was a really great experience, and it was a great uh, learning experience. And I learned a lot about other musicians and other people and what they were going through and you know, common ground emotionally. And it's just, I don't know. That was a really, really great experience. That's one of the really highlights of last year, you know, other than my daughter. And kept you from feeling isolated, I'm sure, as That's, well. That was like one of the whole reasons to start doing that was just having conversations with people I couldn't be in contact with and, you know, being creative at the same time. Um, I, I just have that need to be creative and productively creative, I guess. But I think for a lot of grinders, like people that are on the road a lot, it was... Um, some of it was, you know, there was like a welcome break of like, oh, wow, off the hamster wheel, whether we want to be or not. And then it's like, oh, okay, this is this is what life kind of could be, I guess. You're the first person I've talked to that was actually on the road and got pulled. Everybody else was just about to go on the road, I know. Oh, had man. tours booked. It was, it was just that time of year. The yeah. weather was getting nicer. <clears throat> Everyone had come out of the doldrums. So everybody that we talked to, they were either about to go in the studio or they had just come out and they were about to drop. Everybody was just at this great transition place. So it was going to be such person. a great yeah. year for so many people. It was heartbreaking to watch that. Like all these albums are going to come out or tours or like a lot of local people were super psyched about opening for you know, bigger acts and let's just. What do you think the landscape's going to be like when it returns? I've, I've asked a few people and I, I know it's hard to say, but, you know, I guess it depends on how well you've kept in touch with the venue owners and mm -hmm. tour managers. And but what do you what do you think? What's your perspective? I think it'll just be I, I've done a couple of shows and a couple of like smaller kind of festival style shows where it's, you know, you have your pods and everybody's socially distanced and everything. Um, you can, there's just such a hunger for, you know, entertainment, you know, music specifically. Um, I think that it will be, I think it'll be faster, it'll open faster than we think it's going to. Um, I think it'll be, you'll see it, it'll feel like sort of an isolated experience in a sense initially. And then I think just, it'll just kind of open way back up. And I, I feel like it'll, people will be really more appreciative and that's, you know, on the artist side as well of that experience of what, you know, was taken away. Um, I just, I think it'll be pretty wonderful, uh, especially, and there's also still, I feel like we're all going to have just a bunch of, you know, PTSD. And honestly, I really mean that. Like, you know, I just going to these shows that I'm playing, I have such a, like, I, you know, just a, a spatial anxiety 
that uh, is so strange. We've gotten to the point now when we're watching things on TV from before, when yeah. people are touching, we notice it. Yeah, oh, for, yeah, absolutely. Everyone's yeah, yeah. commenting on it now. <laughs> did they just shake hands? Oh my gosh, did they just kiss? Wait, this was 10 years ago? <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> 10 months ago. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I, I think it'll be, I think it'll be kind of, It'll be interesting, but I think it'll be really wonderful, really, when it kind of all opens right back up. What is your history in making music uh, before Mekong Express, and what is what is your take on the Richmond music scene? Oh, the Richmond, I mean, so I was born and raised here. I started playing music when I was like 13, 14, and my first gig was like 14 years old at Whistler's, oh, which wow. became the Nile Cafe. Yeah, it, you know, and so it was, it was really such a surreal and then within like the next year or two, we had a weekly, I mean, we're kids. We had a weekly gig at like the moon dance and um, children. And I've just been, I've been doing that and playing in Richmond since I was, I mean, really playing in Richmond since I was 14 years old, like in clubs and stuff like that. And um, it's, it's been incredible watching the landscape change and watching, you know, certain genres coming forward and certain like creative momentum from different people and it's it's incredible it's an incredible place like I, I love it to death i really do um can't say enough about it especially i mean the arts community the music community it's just it's kind of one of a kind i think i think so too and i don't i i don't want the secret to get out you know? No, I know. <laughs> yeah i don't you know, what's cool about it richmond is i think as big as it i think people think it will get i think there will always be sort of a containment to it um landscape alone sort of is limiting but um i don't know there's something special about that i don't think it'll ever be some sort of nashville or austin i don't think i hope not um i mean that in a good way in a good me too i really really do um but yeah what what a great town you know really have you ever had to have a day job uh yeah for sure when i was Um, reading the article (laughs) about you and of course you know just when i follow your feed and i see all the cool creative things you do I, I just thought, I can't imagine this guy in a cubicle or doing the same thing every day. Right, you know? yeah. Well, I've uh, fortunately, so I offset a lot of stuff. I used to teach, and I actually started teaching again um, in the fall. English is a second language to adults. So I started doing that, year, man, years and years ago. And that was always like a way to supplement. And it was such a it's such an incredible experience. Like it's the yin-yang to like, club dates or you know just the whole even the social scene of, of music and stuff like that um very positive uh very emotionally and spiritually rewarding um and just i can't you know that i feel very fortunate to be doing that and to have had that in my life for for so long but there was a period for several years where i was working um four 17 hour days in a row and it was insane I mean, it was ins- I, just because I had weekly gigs and then had to teach um, a morning and afternoon and then an evening and then go to this gig, go to these gigs. Um, it was wild. I mean, it was great. Were was you just, young enough that you were just kind of rolling with the momentum? Necess- I mean, not, I don't know. Not, <laughs> <laughs> you'd think that, but it was, I wasn't. Um, but it was, that was intense, but I was, it was so, both ends were so rewarding, um, fulfilling. And I just loved it. I loved everything about it that it, you just didn't feel it. Until like towards the end, I would like, I did have like a real hallucination. I was so tired. And then I was like, okay, it's time to kind of check this out, you know, a little bit. Reel it in. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> How long have you been with Mekong? How long have they been around? What's what's the story? So Mekong Express started, um, I'm going to say 2012. And we, what would happen is, are you familiar with Mekong, the restaurant? Mm-hmm. Okay, Absolutely. So 
on um on is such an, an amazing person and a lot of musicians would would gather there on monday nights and um on would always be like you know who are these people blah 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 and i'd be like well these are all musicians and some of these musicians from around town some of them are teachers and blah 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 and he's like why don't you guys start playing here um on monday nights and i was like oh yeah that'd be fun ha 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 mm -hmm. and then literally like the following a week or two later he had the back room set up to play and i was like you know it was a moment of like okay oh my god this he's not kidding he's taking us seriously <laughs> yeah I just, so i just i just called random people that i'd never really played with or been in a band before and we just started playing and it just came it was i know it's so weird um it was, was not thought out it wasn't put together it wasn't it was literally just you hey are you available you want to blah 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 and were you doing the songwriting um we all yeah i mean we all kind of we all write together i mean initially it was like everybody had their own songs um but we started writing together and, and it was great and it was, it's it's a great um it's a great collective like that that band and uh it was i mean it's such a weird you know on literally put that band together i mean we did not you know it's just so funny um and i'd love to i'm gonna play a little snippet so everybody oh, can great. get a sense of i mean i'm probably the only one who doesn't know <laughs> who hasn't heard you live this is common knowledge would put this in the roller skating category um, <laughs> take it yeah that's great i love it so much i can't stand it it's so good it's sort of a sister to yacht rock right like sure it can yeah, be yeah. i mean Absolutely. certain songs mm -hmm. now when you perform on chaco how many how many people are going to be in the band because you guys flux right you have certain members that kind of it's been pretty locked for a few years now so it's um the get fresh horns which is bob toby jc mm -hmm. uh hector on percussion and then the band itself is Andrew, me, Ben White, and Kelly Strawbridge. What has been one of your most memorable shows with Mekong? Oh, wow. I, you know, I mean, all of them really. I mean, just the Monday night thing in particular. And did we, I don't think we've stated what you play. Have we stated? <laughs> oh, I don't know. What you do oh, in the band? <laughs> I play bass. Okay. <laughs> um, but all those nights, I mean, just Monday nights at the answer. Um, I've, I've just kind of been magic because you know you can play to like a packed house or you can play to like two people but it's just that group of guys and that music and just how that all evolved and 
it's just it's always been pretty special really it's just something different and unique you know because it's not a band it's not like anybody set out to form that band it's not like anybody had some sort of like grand idea well a lot of times i ask bands you know what what is going to define success for you but (laughs) it's so funny when you talk about this band it's just a fun collective you're happy to play Mm -hmm. um you know you play different places as well i'm yeah so for sure but it's it's yeah, it's it's a different kind of feels. Instead of we are serious musicians, this is our career, this is what we're going to do. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I think a watermark for success in that band is that record. Just the fact that we even, you know, made a record of original music is. I just, I think that that's very nice. <laughs> do you think you do it again? Yeah, I'd like to. I'd love together? to. I love writing with those guys. Um, we we have a good, you know, a good rapport, and um. It's just, it's fun. You know, like, it's just no pressure. Like you're just saying, it's just like, it's not like this is anybody's North Star or anything like this. It's just, you know, a, a privilege to make music with them. And it's a nice, uh, I mean, it's just a nice setting creatively. What was the first piece of music you ever owned? And what format the was first, it? The first, okay. So, hmm, that's interesting. Well, the first piece of music that I ever bought with my own money that I saved up with was a cassette. And it was Nucleus Jam on Revenge. I bought it at Disc Jockey in Chesterfield Town Center. Um, I don't know. I don't know that one. Jam on it. The song Jam on oh. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, where have I been? So, I did not know. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And so that was in. Yeah, that was the first one I bought with my own money. But my my family was so into music and stuff like that. I I was we were listening to music constantly, and I was getting like we were talking about forty fives before this started. And, um, I had tons of little 45s that I kept and were give, given to me as gifts and stuff like that. Get, you know, music was always a big present, mm-hmm. you know, on holidays or birthdays or something like that. My family had the huge uh, speakers, you know, three mm. foot, two and a half to three foot high speakers. Oh, yeah. And this is why I'm, I have such poor hearing. I would just lay right in between them. So it was oh, in stereo. Totally get it. L- opening the album, looking at the artwork. Mm-hmm. You know, if there were lyrics on the little paper, just pulling it out and, and getting to know it really well. And um, even at a very young age, looking at production notes. And yeah, sort of seeing oh, me too. Absolutely. And, yeah. Which is so odd, mm-hmm. you know, for for a thing to want to. Well, it's words. I mean, you know, if you're a kid, you're just like, what is yeah. this? Norm-? You know, so. Um, yeah, my mom had this stereo console, which was, you know, one of those old 70s or maybe late 60s things. You know, you flip the hood and there's all the stuff in there. And I would. That's where I would take my naps. I'd take my naps on top of that with a, a blanket and a pillow. Oh. And often it would be, um, she was a theater major at VCU, so there's a lot of soundtracks and stuff like that. I loved, I mean, she would put in like the soundtrack to Grease or something, uh, or Star Wars even, like the first Star Wars, and just like sleep on top of that and just listen to it. But you wouldn't sleep. I wouldn't sleep. I would just like lay up and look at the ceiling and listen to everything and like... Picture yeah. your own little videos. Yeah, in I don't your even head know where. Or, I was. Yeah, yeah. I just go off. <laughs> Zone out. <laughs> <laughs> Have you always played bass, or do you play other things? What did you start out on? What did you drive uh, yeah, your parents crazy on, with? <laughs> no, well, I started out piano lessons, um, probably like everybody else. But um, the bass was the thing that I really connected with that instrument, and then I, guitar as well, a bunch of other instruments. But those two were my main things: okay. bass first, then like guitar a year later. Mm-hmm. What are the band's plans for the summer? I mean, as things open up, do you already have some outdoor gigs planned? Do you want to get more towards concentrated on writing? Well, we don't have anything. Uh, Mekong Express doesn't have anything like lined up solidly. I think we. I would love to get up with those guys and write, like have just like some hardcore writing sessions. Mm-hmm. 
and then put something out maybe a year from now or something like okay. that I think would be nice. So you're a part of other projects as well. Yeah. So yeah, what are yeah, they doing? Sure. Lots of like the gigs are starting to come back in mm-hmm. and open up. And so I think mostly playing lots of festivals coming up, which I'm excited oh. about. Which and ones? Which What should we know about? Let's see. Um, uh, Del Fest, um, which, was, which will be nice. I'm really looking forward to that. That's a great one. <clears throat> and I think, let's see, High Sierra Music Festival and Winter Wondergrass, but they got pushed to the beginning of next year. Um, we have, it's not announced yet, so I probably shouldn't say anything, <laughs> but um, we've- Stay tuned. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We've got some really, really awesome stuff coming in the fall with the Chris Jacobs band that I'm like super stoked about. Um, and I, oh man, I could get in trouble because if it, I'll say something and the whole thing will fall through, I know it will. <laughs> That's just what will happen. No, no, no. You'll generate the excitement. Okay. Uh, but uh, we might be doing some stuff with um, with Willie Nelson's thing in the fall. And so we'll see what happens. Um, that's a big maybe. How do you think, this is a question I've never been able to ask anybody. How do you think you're going to be able to balance new fatherhood and and all these endeavors that you have between, yeah. you know, like I said, the, the, the podcast and the band and art and living and sleeping and... I know. I've never slept much, so that's that's okay. But um, I don't. We just will. I mean, and you just kind of find a way around it. I know. I know a lot of people that are in the same situation as I am, and then I even have you know more than one kid. You know for sure. Um, we we'll just make it work. Have to. Yeah, yeah. Well, because you're passionate about it. It's. I mean. Yeah, and the kid. And the kid. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's it. It'll be. Yeah, it'll be interesting, especially when things are like firing on all cylinders again to see, you know, what you actually, I did like my first gig away from her and I was gone for a total of 12 hours. It was very surreal and I'm sure it's also part of the sleep deprivation, but it was just like, I was at the gig, but I wasn't, I was completely, you know, emotionally at home and like, you know, replaying the past few weeks and stuff like that. And it's so, it's so corny. But no. it's true. I mean, it really, all of the cliches apply and I can't believe it. You know, I've already shown you a picture on my phone. I swore I would never do that. That is unbelievable. When you find yourself in a role you never, it ever is dreamed. crazy. Yeah, for sure. But then it's a great appreciation and connection for the people who you've had a, a, a maybe a skewed perspective about in the past. You're like, Absolutely. okay, this Absolutely. is all clicking. Absolutely. Of course, our parents were crazy. They were completely sleep deprived. Like, you know, they, you know, it's amazing. Um, I thought my mom was crazy. That's not what I meant. <laughs> but uh, yeah, for sure. Certain things mean completely different uh things now i guess it's, you know <laughs> when things <laughs> jeez sorry when you do get more sleep and things open right, up, know, yeah. uh you know i asked about the richmond Quoting Walt Whitman. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> auditory hallucinations <laughs> um when you know i asked about the richmond music scene and what you like sure. about it of course we think richmond is the greatest city on earth is there anything you'd like to see different about the music scene is there anything you'd like hmm. to see is, is there anything you th- think that it's missing or or you know over the years you've thought god if we just had this i wish we had like some sort of great music hub like um a venue i mean we have such great venues in richmond but i feel like there's not back in the day there was the flood zone uh, where was that that was i became have a nice day cafe in shaco bottom um 
and that the capacity of that place was such a perfect you know it, was, it wasn't too large it wasn't you know theater mm -hmm. but then it wasn't a club um or a bar and it was just perfect and you could get national international acts as well as local acts and just i would love to see a venue like that again that that sort of size and that presence and the way that nurtured artists and stuff like that locally as well as bringing in just like a ridiculous amount of incredible music as i saw so many great artists i can't believe it <laughs> but um it'd be nice to have like something like that like just some sort of like upper mid-level venue mm -hmm. that was really sort of happening for mm -hmm. us not something that's not unmanageable right something you know where nothing you're that, not sandwiched in <laughs> yeah right exactly nothing you know something that they could sort of make their nut and be okay mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's literally the first time i've ever said that i don't even know what that means <laughs> so <laughs> It caught my ear, yeah. that's for sure. That is a, yeah, make their nut. <laughs> he needs uh, yeah. sleep, ladies I, and This gentlemen. is amazing. It's going to be on t-shirts. I'm going to make my own t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> what is your writing style like? Are you... I'm um, right-handed. <laughs> With this Dad arm. jokes, dad jokes. <laughs> um, yeah, are you, when the inspiration strikes, are you dedicated? Do you, is it mostly about experiences? Is it about having a good time? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's about um, continuing to do it, like constantly flexing that muscle. So I have a guitar that I play every day. I try to, you know, I try to write something every day. I don't mean like a full song, but I mean just like a something. Um, try to pull something out of thin air, just to sort of keep that that you know touch, you know that it's sort of hard wire in there. Yeah. Um, I've talked I guess, to I guess it is a discipline. I'm not, you know, I wouldn't, I just like to create. I like to be creative and I like to j just be in that mindset like 24-7. I would love to just sort of stay and live in that moment. Um, that sounds pretentious, but I, I really do mean that. That's where I feel best is sort of having that airwave open up, you know. The flow. Mm -hmm. The flow. I've oh, yeah. I've talked to a lot of writers who, who are um, novelists and you know, some of them say you have to just sit at the desk. And even if you're writing, I have nothing to say. I have nothing I to say. I have nothing to write. You're in the physical space. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, your body and your mind sort of get conditioned. Or you're in the shower thinking of something completely different. And bam. That's, I, I tr yeah, that's like, I like to live there. I, I, I hate to, for me, anything that feels like, you know, I don't know, going to the gym is kind of a bummer. Um, I would rather just fuck around than... Sit there and go through charts, and uh, but you know you have to. You have to. You'd rather noodle. I would. I'd rather just play. I really, you know, I like that feeling of playing, you know, in like a sandbox or something like that. Or you just like, you know, with the, you got stuff around you, and like, oh, look, this makes this sound, and let's see if what just pat this takes you down. And I, I like that. I like that aspect of music and stuff. Keep that in mind through fatherhood. I know. Yeah, yeah I will. You'd be the best dad ever. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> now, where can people go for more information on all? I know, I know where you are, but where can people go for the band for yourself? Sure, for um, specifically for like Mekong because we're playing on the fourth. Um, Instagram, Facebook, that whole thing. Um, I don't think we have a web page actually. Not that it matters anymore. But uh, those things. I mean, SoundCloud, um, and we're all you know on the usual streaming. Places. And you guys are Express with an X. Yes, Express with an X. That was I don't know where that came from. And then where did we didn't even name the band. That's what's so funny. I don't think any of the members. Well, like maybe one of the members, an older member, named the band. 
That's really funny that I'm thinking about on this. That's fantastic. And then where can we go to see your artwork, baby pictures? <laughs> baby pictures. I try not to post, you know, like hard, hard posts, a lot of baby pictures, but like any, any, they're in my story constantly. Um, I have, see, I have a show up right now at Red Salon. Um, and that's showing most of what's called the Red Series, which is what I was doing um, with the paint sash stuff. So I sort of narrowed everything down to three colors and I was working primarily the images were red with the color red and um the, the majority of that series is being shown there I, I think there's a few left well it was nice to finally have met you in person Likewise. and chat with you yeah, this and been a i cannot wait to see you guys when you're here in the studio um and we will see you soon all right sounds good thank you thank you so much for listening be sure to like follow and subscribe to us for the podcast on all the usual suspects and of course be sure to tune in every tuesday night at 7 30 p.m youtube facebook twitch for shaco sessions live that's a wrap